Welcome to the Astral Projection Podcast, brought to you by Ali Wiley. Welcome to my podcast. Today I'm continuing with reading Astral Dynamics First Edition with kind permission of Robert Bruce. For more info on Robert, go to astraldynamics.com. Chapter 3. The Incredible Mind Split Exactly what departs from the physical body and brain during an OBE? How does this happen? What, if anything, is left behind to watch over the sleeping physical body? What safeguards and protects the continuing integrity of the original copy of mind and memory during an OBE? Many people, not surprisingly, are fearful of attempting projection because these questions have not been satisfactorily answered. Half-baked theories, assumptions, stories, legends and myths abound. Two early OBE researchers and authors, Sylvan Muldoon and Herewood Carrington, attempted to deal with the subject of the commonly felt perceptions of duality of being in two bodies at the same time during an out-of-body experience. In their book, The Projection of the Astral Body, Muldoon stated that the physical brain receiving two sets of perceptions at the same time caused dual perception. He considered that one set came from the physical body and one from its projected double via its silver cord connection. The sense organs of the physical body, Muldoon surmised, must continue to function even though the physical body was left empty after the projected double made a conscious exit. For some reason, Muldoon and Carrington did not consider the possibility that consciousness could continue to function in both bodies at the same time. They assumed the physical body was left in a mindless shell during any OBE. This observation, I believe, comes from the very perception that every projector has of separating from their physical body during a conscious exit projection. This empty body assumption, like a lot of early research and books on OBE and related fields, became source material for all researchers and writers that followed in their footsteps. This error in observation has been continually propagated ever since. It is today almost universally accepted that the physical body is left empty, unguarded and exposed during any type of OBE. Many people even believe their essential spirit or soul leaves their physical body during a projection. These beliefs, quite understandably, raise real concerns about safety and integrity during an OBE. If the mind and spirit did actually leave the physical body empty during an OBE, it would be logical to assume that this empty body could easily be vulnerable to outside interference. The possibility of psychic attack or even of possession would be reasonable concerns. Over the last hundred years or so, the above empty body assumption has generated many beliefs, legends and rituals, watcher beings, astral sentinels and astral guardians, plus the perceived necessity for shields, magical wards and rituals. One person I spoke to stated vehemently that all projectors must first wash in consecrated salt water, then bind themselves in iron chains to protect their supposedly empty body during a projection or risk possession and soul damage or worse. Because these issues have remained clouded for so long, many projectors and would-be projectors worry a great deal about what might happen if they cannot find their way back to their body, or if their silver cord were to break or become damaged, or if they were unable to get back to their bodies or accidentally became locked out of it in some way. They worry about returning to find their physical body already occupied by an invading spirit, entity or demon, or even by another projector for that matter. The experience of consciously separating from the physical body and leaving it behind can be extremely vivid and convincing. The experience of existing and operating remotely and independently from the physical body is also very distinct. But empty body perceptions, 
do not allow projectors to perceive the underlying mind split effects at work because successfully remembered conscious exit projection allows for only one side of a projection experience to be remembered, from the projected double sides only. If a projection is unsuccessful, the memories retained come solely from the physical body side. All shadow memories, OBE memories, are lost. It is necessary to have memories from both sides of a single projection experience before the mind split can be perceived for what it is. Only then can the mechanics and dynamics of the projection mechanism be truly appreciated and understood. The integrity and safety of the physical body and its original copy of consciousness, mind and memory are never jeopardised during OBE. As I will show in the coming pages, the physical body is never left empty while it lives. The reflecting nature of mind. As part of a natural process, consciousness reflects a copy of itself outside the bounds of the physical body, either while it sleeps or during any kind of conscious OBE. This reflection is a kind of energetic echo containing a complete copy of consciousness, mind and memory. It reflects into a subtle body or energetic vehicle capable of supporting and maintaining its integrity outside the bounds of the physical body. This process does not leave the physical body empty and unguarded. The reflection of consciousness usually happens unnoticed during sleep or an OBE. The mind split effect is not apparent even during fully conscious exit projections, where the projectors are fully aware of their OBE from beginning to end, including the exit and re-entry phases. The symptoms of the mind split effect are often strong and quite evident if you know what to look for, but they are seldom recognised because of the way in which the mind split happens and because the nature of the physical brain is to store only one single memory for any single time period. Most people have enough trouble grasping the concept of a single projected double maintaining awake consciousness outside the bounds of the physical body, grasping that there can be multiple reflected copies of a single mind, all existing and functioning simultaneously and independently on different dimensional levels, can take a bit of a mind flip. But that's essentially what happens. Understanding the mind split and the true nature of humankind's multidimensional existence is extremely important. The mind split effect makes sense of a great deal of the often confusing and conflicting data available on OBE. It greatly simplifies the understanding of OBE and provides insight into some of the more esoteric and mind-boggling complexities of interdimensional relationships and operations in general. As I have said, it takes a bit of a mind flip to grasp a concept of there being multiple copies of a single mind, each with the potential to exist and operate independently during an OBE. Once the first level of the mind split is grasped, the next logical step is to consider the possibility of multiple steps of memories recorded by the brain for any given time period during sleep and OBE. This naturally raises the questions of how the physical brain would deal with these, or even if it could cope with them at all. What types of memory recording problems would this cause a poor old physical brain? How would this affect its overall ability to record and recall out-of-body experiences? And if there are inherent problems with these memory processes, how can these be overcome to improve OBE operations and recall? The above questions, while appearing simple, raise complex issues. When I first tried to work it all out, it gave me a blinding headache. I discovered the mind split effect by sheer accident during an extremely powerful projection, as told below. Subsequent experiments with the mind split effect, sparked by this initial discovery, have since verified my original hypothesis. Once properly understood, many of the negative effects of the mind split on OBE recall can be worked with or worked around, instead of being suffered in ignorance. An understanding of the mind split effect greatly improves the chances of getting out of body to start with, even for a rank beginner.
It does this by improving the likelihood that projectors will remember their OBEs after the fact. The efficiency of all aspects of -of out-of-body operations is, in general, also greatly improved. I believe fully conscious OBE is nowhere near as difficult to achieve as is commonly believed today. The reason projection is considered difficult is because successful projectors usually do not perceive the mind split and its effects. These lucky few who have the knack of getting around the mind split effect without even knowing what they are doing or how they are doing it recall some of their out-of-body experiences. No one recalls them all. Because these lucky few do not really know what they are doing, they cannot explain how they do it. Therefore, studying their experiences and copying their techniques will not necessarily yield the desired results. The mind split is the single biggest cause of OBE failure, but is virtually unknown for what it is. The mind split leaves no trace or memory of what went wrong if a projection fails. Time and again it will turn successful OBEs into seemingly failed attempts. This thwarts a natural learning process as it does not allow projectors to learn from their failures and thus improve upon their efforts. Because of all this, people tend to concentrate the majority of their efforts on projection techniques, searching for just the right quick fix to launch them out of their bodies. Projection technique, while important, is not the be-all and end-all for successful projection. There is a definite knack to remembering an OBE, which can only begin to be learned when the mind split is properly taken into account. Thanks for listening. If you'd like more information on astral projection, you'll find me, Ali Wiley, at www.astralwings.com Happy travels!